the title of my sermon is Firm Foundation for everybody tonight. If you want to take notes, you don't have to. So, <laughs> But if you really want to, feel free to. Um, so I just want to recap the last seven weeks. So I am not going to be speaking on the Holy Spirit. That is something I'm not going to do as I just disclosed my sermon title. But the last seven weeks have been absolutely incredible. I just want to say to you both, Tim and Daniel, those teachings have just been so amazing. And I hope that for those of you that have been coming out to them, that you've really been gaining some tools and some great things to just take with you as you grow and as you learn more about the Holy Spirit and cultivate that in your life. Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and we have him fully accessible every, every day, every hour, every second. And so sometimes it can feel intimidating learning about that because it can feel so far off. But I really pray and was praying the whole time that you guys would really just get some amazing tools. So hope you've enjoyed the last seven weeks, but we're just shifting gears tonight. So <laughs> on that note, I just want to paint a picture for you before I get really into the meat of the sermon I'm talking about tonight. Um, so just go with me on a little bit of a journey right now. So I don't know, can I just have a raise of hands of who has been on a boat before? Because there are some of people that haven't. They haven't had the pleasure of being on a boat before. So I want you to think, and it's very fitting that it's raining. I actually had a dream that it was a torrential downpour last night. So I was thinking, oh boy, I really hope it doesn't mess everything up. So, so picture yourself on a boat, and you have a captain in the boat, and he is obviously the one in charge, and you are hoping you know, that he will get you, where to, you to where you want to go. He's steering the boat, he's taking you through the waters, you know, all sorts of waters, and a storm hits, and all of a sudden, there's wind, there's rain, it's crazy weather out there, and you're a little bit afraid, right? Because if you're in the middle of the water, I've never been in that place before to where I've been on a boat in the middle of a storm, but I can imagine it would be a little bit scary. <laughs> um, and so you have a couple of decisions in that moment, wouldn't you agree? You can either panic, or you can trust your captain. Would you agree? There are two choices. <laughs> I would hope that I would choose to trust the captain, but I can imagine there'd be a little bit of panicking going on at the same time. <laughs> so, in the same way, I just I wanted to share that, and it's pretty silly illustration, but I kind of feel like all around as a whole in a nation, maybe even personally, we're in a rocky boat right now. I mean, you look at what's going on in our world right now, and it's a little unsettling. And I know we've been talking a little bit about it around here at church. We've had a couple of sermons. You know, Tim's talking about the end times, which is always a fun topic to disclose. <laughs> um, but it's, it's been good to talk about because we all feel it, we all see it, we all know it. And it can be pretty overwhelming sometimes. I mean, there's all sorts of distractions. There's polarizations taking place. You can find opinions everywhere you go. Left, right, up, down. You don't even know what to listen to half the time. I don't listen to any of it. I've just resolved to, <laughs> I don't want to listen to any of it. And I'm not ignorant to what's going on, but I know that it can be really, really frustrating for me. And I get really overwhelmed when I listen to some things because I just can't take it. <laughs> 
it gives me a lot of anxiety that I don't find necessary. And boil that down to personally, I feel like sometimes we can be really overwhelmed by some of the curveballs that life throws us. It can be really hard sometimes when you hear bad news or have a bad report or there's something going on in your family or, you know, whatever it may be financially that can be really difficult. And sometimes we don't even know how to navigate personal curveballs, let alone nationally. And it can feel, I don't know, I just, it's just that feeling of just ick, I guess. You just, I don't know. Everybody, I think, can relate to what I'm saying right now. And so what I want to ask tonight is when storms hit, ultimately, what are you standing on? And what are you running to? And I want you to really think about that question as I go forward in, in the word tonight. I'm talking again, like I said, my theme is the firm foundation. And I just have a few thoughts I want to share with you tonight about it. Because I believe even though things are really confusing and it's hard and it's difficult, things are coming around left and right, hitting curveballs from all angles and you're getting all of this mess, I really believe God has a word for us tonight. And I think on the flip side of that, there's that going on. But on the other side, I really believe during this time, the Lord is drawing us to his heart. He's pulling us into him because there's always going to be stuff. There's always going to be stuff. And, and the Lord talks about in his word that nothing is new under the sun. I mean, come on, let's just talk about that. Nothing is new. Nothing is, is a surprise to the Lord. It's not new. Jesus knows everything. He's over all. He's in all. He's supreme. He's sovereign. But we sometimes forget that truth. We can easily forget that truth when things are difficult and when it's hard. And and I ask that question, what are we ultimately standing on? Because I think the Lord in this time, he wants to draw us to himself because we are the answer to this hurting and dying world. We are the answer. He put his bride in the world to become the answer, to point, him, point them to Jesus because he is our answer. He is our answer. And if we don't have that, then how do we expect them to know that? How, how, do we, how do we point someone to somebody that we don't even know ourselves? And I hope that when we walk away tonight, we go leaving encouraged and not discouraged because it's simple. The simple truth of the Father is drawing his church to himself. He wants us to be close to him he wants us to be close to his heart because I believe we're not going to be able to make it through some of these things if we're not standing strong on Jesus. We need to be on the solid rock. We need to have him when the rain comes, when the wind blows, that our house is built on him because it's not going to stand on anything else. And I'm getting way, way, way ahead of myself, but I'm going to rein it in. So tonight I have three words that I want to talk to you about. One is the word one is worship, and one is warfare. So three W's. But before I dive into that, I want to share a little bit of a story with you guys just to kind of make it a little bit applicable. So just a little bit about myself. And I was really praying on what to really share, but I wanted to paint a picture and kind of give an example a little bit about what I've gone through and what I've faced a little bit. So 
Um, it's really hard to share a story of your own life. Sometimes you feel a little vulnerable, but I'm going to go there because it's great. <laughs> um, so uh, I did not grow up knowing about Jesus. I heard about him. I grew up hearing that there was a God. I believed in him. I believed in Jesus. But I did not really understand the personal aspect of having a relationship with the Lord. I mean, in I had a great family. I loved my mom and dad. They, they taught me amazing values, and I appreciated the upbringing that I did have because a lot of who I am is because of my parents. <laughs> um, but the whole faith side and trusting in Jesus was lacking in my life. I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And even though I knew that God was real, he was like a distant father just up in heaven watching or waiting for me to mess up or just kind of in that place of like, he's just out there. I, don't, I didn't realize that he was available to me personally, nor did I understand that he actually likes me or talk, would talk to me. Um, and so really, I didn't really come to know Jesus until I was a teenager and right before high school. And a couple of my friends introduced me to the Lord and brought me to Bible camp, and that's where I accepted the Lord, and Jesus found me. I say Jesus found me because I can't do it without him anyway. <laughs> and so um, basically, I come to youth group, and my friends drag me to youth group under Daniel and Rachel's leadership. And it was a weird experience for me because I had just given my life to Jesus, and I wanted to know about God. I had a hunger in my heart, and I had a desire in my heart to know him, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I have to laugh because teenage years are so awkward. God bless our teenagers, right? I mean, even, gosh, even thinking back, it was weird then. I can't imagine how weird it is being a teenager in this day and age, like right now, to date. If I were in high school, I honestly don't know what it would be like right now because they are facing things that are unbelievable. They are in a war in their schools right now. So I can't even imagine. So me as a teenager, yeah, it was awkward. It was weird, but I wasn't facing half the things that these teenagers are going through right now. And so I come to the youth group and I'm listening to Daniel preach the word, and I am, like, confused as confused could be. I mean, he was, Daniel is a pretty deep speaker. I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Daniel's pretty intense, and I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciated his intensity, but there was, there was always some confusion in my mind. I mean, he would talk about these really deep truths that your heart would say yes to, you know? You'd be like, yeah, that's like, it sounds right, and it feels good, but on the opposite side of it, I'm struggling because I don't, I'm like a fresh Christian. I'm very fresh in my faith, and to the point, and I hope it's okay to say this, but they didn't even know I was Christian. Like, they didn't know that I was a believer in Jesus because I was like fresh, you know, and, and it was all that, but what I, the reason I share that for you is because where I'm shifting with going into the Word and talking about the word of God, sometimes I feel like we say it so much, be in your word, be in your word, be in your word, but it can be challenging for some people. I know for me it was. It was really hard for me, and had I not had like the Julie Moss Slanders, the Rachel Merricks, the Kim Cooney's, 
people, the Michonne Stewarts in my life, people like that, I would not have really known where to go. I mean, I'm so thankful for the mentorship of this church and where it is, but I think a lot of people can relate with that. Can relate with the fact of like getting into the word can sometimes be an overwhelming concept because there are things in there that can be quite confusing. And then you listen to sermons and they're preaching, you know, and they're sharing these words and it can be quite I don't know, just just weird sometimes. And sometimes you don't even know where to go. And how many of you believe that this is our guide for life? This is our guide for life. This is our guide for everything that we could possibly face. But if you don't know where to start and if you don't know how to even stand on it, sometimes it can be really hard when we have issues and things going on in our world, but we don't know this. But I can relate with that because when I was a teenager, I was in that boat. And I think even adults, you know, and people that are fresh to the faith, they don't even know where to start. And I wanted to share that because I want you to know that you might not be alone in that if you're struggling to get into the Word. But the Word is so, so important because when other voices are raging around us and when we are living in confusing times, this is our truth and this is our guide. This is our foundation. This is where we need to go to. Because if we don't know this, it's really hard to know even the voice of God and even navigate through even the spirits working in our lives. I'm not saying you can't, but it's really, really hard to separate the two. And I've found it hard to separate the two. When I don't have this, I have a really hard time having this. This is God's love note, and it's his letter to us. But it is the thing that helps us live this life and live godly lives and point this world to the truth. And some of you might be saying, like, well, I've read it, and I've had a hard time applying it to my life. Or you might be where I was as a teenager and hearing these words and, oh, That sounds great, and it resonates with your spirit, but you don't even know how to do it. But there's good news. (laughs) The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. We just learned all of those tools from the last seven weeks, and if you haven't been able to make some of them, or if there are some that you haven't, you know, been to, they are all online, and I really encourage you to go listen to some of those because they will help you in your walk. Because the Holy Spirit is here to help us, as well as the body of believers. So if you're struggling, I think we can all relate to that, but just get into the word, <laughs> because it is, it, is our firm, it is a firm truth that we need to hold to. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Matthew 24, 25 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word never will. We live in a world where the narratives change constantly. Constantly. What's true one day will be not true the next day. What's true one year is different five years from then. But his word is absolute truth. It does not change. It will not fail. And we can all quote the scripture, but when we know the truth, it's the truth that sets us free. And who doesn't want that freedom for other people? 
You know, we know the truth and the truth sets us free. And Jesus knew this to the full capacity. And that's why I love when Daniel came and he did that transition. He quoted the scripture that I am building this entire thing off of, which is Matthew 7, 24. So we're going to read it together and 24 on through, I think 27 is what it is. But it says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So again, I ask you the question, what are you standing on? And what is your truth, and what is your firm foundation? seems pretty straightforward, but I don't think we can talk about his word enough because even in the church, there's some deception that's going on because we're taking partial truths out of this and we're reading it from what we want it to say and it's not really what the word says. And so I, I wanted to talk about the word tonight and start with that because it is a firm foundation for us to navigate the, the, the times we're living in right now. We need his word, we need his truth, and we need to stand upon it. Because like I said, if we don't know it, how are they going to know it? And I believe in these troubling times, people are going to be running to the church for the answers. And we need to be ready for it. So have your sword ready. (laughs) So... I'm shifting gears now to talk about the word is light, right? We like the word. We love the word of God. I know I, I don't want you guys to feel condemned or even put down on it. You know, if it is a struggle for you, because there is good news. Like I said, start somewhere, ask a friend, but get into the word because we're going to need it to navigate these times. So the next portion I want to talk about is worship, and it's kind of fitting because I am the worship leader here at Abundant Life Fellowship. I can't really help myself. I have to talk about worship. i got to sneak it in anywhere I can just because I, I, I'm a worship person. I love worship. I love worship Jesus. I love being in the presence of God. It's one of my all-time favorite things. And, you know, at the very beginning I had said I believe that the Lord is really drawing his people to his heart right now. And I think one of those things to foster that and to cultivate that is through worship. And I, and I really truly believe that what we focus on we're going to get more of. And, and I think that I'm pinpointing on worship because as we've talked about, there are a lot of distractions around here, but we need to fix our gaze on Jesus. And that's just what worship is. It's, it's putting him right before you and you're fixing your, fixing your eyes and you're surrendering your will, you're surrendering your way and you're saying, I'm looking at you, Jesus. That's basically the very short way of explaining worship. And you guys are all a ton of worshipers. I know, we, I know it. So I know that you are. So I know I'm in good company with this. But um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about it because I feel like we all know those times when you're feeling like really anxious and having a really hard time. And when storms are coming, it can be really hard t- to gather your thoughts and to calm your soul. Would you agree with me? It's really hard 
You can have trouble sleeping sometimes. Your thoughts can be all over. And I'm going to tell you, I'm living this sermon today. I have had, and I, I have really good news, actually. This is such a side note. But we fixed our sound problems. Hallelujah! <laughs> um, we, we triggered it, and we figured it out. But it has been a chaotic storm up until this point. It has been really hard and really stressful. And, I, and it's funny because I'm thinking, well... It's only fitting that you would have someone like speak out of an experience, I guess. And so this is, this is kind of where I've been living my life the past month because there have been a lot of days that I have had my thoughts just spinning circles in my mind because this is overwhelming to me <laughs> because there are a lot of components that I just don't understand. And it can be really frustrating because I need to rely on other people, which I don't do well at, mind you. I can trust Jesus, but other people sometimes notice. <laughs> um, so, no, but anyway. Um, so, I'm, I'm hitting on worship because I think that it is so key for going through the storms of life. I believe that it is one of the most important things that you can do when we are living in torrential, torrential storms and difficult times. You know, Jesus said to us in John 14, my peace I leave you and my peace I give you. But we actually are the ones that choose to walk out of that peace because that peace is always available to us. It's, it never leaves. It doesn't go away. We actually choose to step out of that when I believe we take our eyes off of Jesus, which again, comes back to worshiping Jesus, and it comes back to fixing our eyes. And so we all know that there are external storms all the time. You could probably name them on a list, all of the external problems that are going on in our world right now. Even personally, you could probably share a list with me saying, these are the things I'm going through, and it's hard. You know, that's, that's pretty easy to do, but I think most of the battles we fight are right here. And... If we could get out of here and get onto here, I believe that's when a lot of the storms will cease. And the external might not change, but your mind sure will. <laughs> I mean, Paul talks about it, as we know, in 2 Corinthians. You know, He says that our war is not against flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities of darkness. And they're mighty for strong, pulling down strongholds. And we need to, and I think it's just so easy when you're in the middle of things to forget those truths. They're very, very simple things, but then things are crazy, and oh, I forgot my captain. My captain's in charge of the boat, and the wind and the waves are like coming all over the place, and then, oh, you just, you're, you're spinning, and you're, you're, you're like, oh, should I jump ship? Should I not jump ship? What should I do? You know, well, your captain's in charge. Your captain is steering the boat, but you took your eyes off of him. Jesus even um, encountered that with Peter when he had Peter walk on the water. We all know that story, right? He says, come to me. Peter comes to him and he starts walking on the water and then he sinks. <laughs> Jesus says, why did you doubt? <laughs> why? <laughs> why child? I just picture Jesus in like a very fatherly way in that moment talking to Peter. Like, why did you doubt, son? Because... That's so key for navigating things, is just fixing your eyes. It's that simple. It's that simple. Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2 says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin 
that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus had a hard road to walk, but he never took his eyes off the Father. And he's our example. And I think when we go through things, we need to remember to fix our eyes on Jesus, stand upon his word, and trust him. That's easy, right? (laughs) So I just want to share a few things I think that can help us get into that place of worship and focus. And it's kind of piggybacking off of what Daniel had spoke on at the end of his message last week. For those of you that weren't here, he was talking about hearing the voice of God and how we, so many times we can strive to hear it, but it's, we need to like cast our anxiety onto him because sometimes our anxious thoughts get in the way of us actually hearing clearly. And it was a very, very good word I felt. And so I'm just kind of coming off of that and saying, if, you, if you're struggling to worship or struggling to still your thoughts, I just have a few things that I think will help you in that place with worship. And I feel like the first thing is to just rid yourself of any distractions. Just get rid of them. Turn the TV off. Turn your phone off. Sometimes if you have kids, I know that it can be really difficult and it's hard, but find, I just encourage you, two minutes out of your day where you can just still yourself and turn off the distractions and just just have a moment, have a moment. And then another thing you can do is just in that place, quiet your mind. And that kind of looks like surrender for me. It, it kind of, I'm not saying this is a formula that you stick to, but it is for me helpful to surrender what my cares are in that moment, because if I don't surrender them, then I'm still thinking on them when I'm trying to think on Jesus. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. So what helps me is I'll, I'll just sit, I'll just sit there and I will just give him the cares of my day and give him the cares and what, what's on my mind. Like I just say, God, this is bothering me. Here, Lord, I'm thinking about this and I don't want to think about this. Here you go. And just give it up. Give it up. Surrender it to him because he's just there sitting with you. Fix your eyes, I think, is the third thing. And there's no order. There's no biblical order to this. These are just some thoughts that I had. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And this is sometimes, I think, the hardest part because Jesus, you know, picturing him, I don't know how many of you have seen him, but picturing him before you, you know, and just kind of trying to fix your thoughts, excuse me, your attention, all of you. It's kind of like centering yourself on Jesus Christ and picturing him right there before you, like, I know you're right here, God. A lot of times that I'll sit in that place and just picture myself at a table with him, and I love the scripture, Psalm 23, like he sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I just picture myself sitting there with him and just dining with Jesus and just saying, what are we bringing to the table today, Lord? Because that helps me fix my eyes. And then another thing you could do is declaring and decreeing a thing and just start declaring who God is and start speaking his name, start speaking his praises because that 
fixes our attention as well. It, it helps us to just, when we say the character and aspects and the traits of God, it helps us to fix our eyes and fix our gaze as well. And then I'd say the final thing is to listen and hear. Because the hardest part, I think, is getting to that place and just allowing yourself to be in the presence of the Lord. But then the hearing and the listening comes after that. Because as we know, our word is our guide, but we also have the Holy Spirit that speaks rhema words to us, which rhema is the spoken word of God. And so when you hear, like the hearing of the Spirit, I believe when you can get into that place and you're grounded on the word, you will hear clearly because he wants to speak to you, and he loves you. We are his children, we are his sons and daughters, and he loves you with an everlasting love. I was talking um, in a meeting earlier this week, Sid, that I had with Sid and a few other people, and I loved the conversation that we had because we were just talking about if we could just fathom and grasp how much Jesus loves us. It's a game changer for everything. He wants to give us all of these things, life abundantly. But I think sometimes we just don't even posture ourselves to receive them sometimes. So sometimes fixing your eyes on Jesus or like, you know, you hear the word meditation, that can sound like a freaky word a little bit, especially in the days and age that we're living in. But I just went through a Bible study or a book study with some women um, and a book that we read through on four keys to hearing God's voice. And in the book, he talks about the difference between meditation and fixing your eyes on Jesus. And it's very different because when you're just meditating, you know, you're not really thinking on anything. And there's really no like, you're, it's more so like you're just trying to empty yourself <laughs> in a sense. And what I'm trying to talk about tonight and what I'm talking about is like true worship where your eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ because Jesus is truth. He is the word in flesh. He, he, is, he is our firm foundation. Amen? Amen? And so that's the difference between that and just meditating. And so what I'm trying to get you to just think on is just getting to your place of just complete worship and fixing your eyes on him. Because I believe that that's where a lot of our shaking comes is here. So just a few suggestions, but... It's really hard to remain in faith and even on solid ground when your focus is off course. So worship, I want you to hear this quote, worship sets the course and the word is what grounds you. So the final thing I want to talk about um, is just warfare because those two things are like huge for living in these times. They're huge. And warfare is always going to be around. Personally, nationally, internationally, in our workplaces. The devil hates you. Surprise. But I feel, and I'm really just shifting, I'm not going to talk a lot about warfare because what I want to do is I really want to, I really want to just kind of address us as a crew tonight. I really believe that there's some of us here in this room that have been facing some really intense battles in our lives. Like, not just like disregard what's going on in our nation right now. Just completely, completely set that aside. I believe there are some of you right here tonight that are facing intense battles and difficult, difficult situations. And 
I want to speak to you just like personally and just tell you like Jesus is right here. He's right here. He's with you. And he's really, I just can't say this enough, he's drawing you to his heart. And he's drawing you unto himself. And I'm, on this note, I would like um, just some piano in the background if you could come up, Maisie. <laughs> um, because what I want to do is I want us to just really have some ministry, if you guys are okay with that tonight, because I think some people are, I mean, if you're in that place, it's hard to kind of acknowledge it, I feel like, sometimes. And sometimes it is hard to go to a brother or sister in Christ and just say, I'm going through it. <laughs> it just, it can be a really difficult place, but I really feel like the Lord in closing really wants us to just fix our eyes on him and really out of that place just become grounded and drawn to his heart again. And so Jesus is here with you right now. He's here tonight in this tent, and he loves you, and he wants all of you. He wants every part of you, the mess, the days that you're good, the days that you're bad. He wants every single part of it, and he has faced everything that you've faced, and he can identify with every feeling that you're facing. But we need to, we need to just take a moment to just fix our eyes on him. So I believe just in this moment, I, wanted, I asked the staff to come up here and just pray for people if they would. If you want prayer tonight, to just get some prayer. And like, I feel like sometimes when we're navigating difficult seasons, it's hard to know what to do. But I think the Lord has some words he wants to speak to people if you do need prayer tonight. I think that there are some of us that just need to rest and we need to just trust him in the storm. I think there are some of you that need to get into your word and you need some guide and you need some truth because some messes that we have are honestly messes that we make and we need the guide and we need the teacher and the Holy Spirit to show us the way forward. Sometimes those are messes. Sometimes we make our own messes and I'm just... I don't want you to feel like blamed or put down on, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we do, and we need, we need the word. Sometimes he's asking you to stand, and sometimes he just needs you to be faithful and to keep doing what you're doing, to hold your ground, to stand your ground. And there, and there are other times where you might need to fast and pray through it, and you really need to just do some nitty-gritty warring. And there are other times where you just need someone to share the burden with you. And so... I wanted to do that in closing tonight. And if that is you tonight, I really do want us to pray for you. And I want us to just stand with you as the body of Christ because we're here for each other. Amen. We're here to help each other through this life. We're here to help each other. We're, we're, not, we're not the director of the boat. We're not the captain, but Jesus is. And follow, we follow him. And when we put our trust in him, we can trust him with our lives. He's in the boat with us, guys. He's in this boat, and we're on, on this life and on this earth, and he's with us. So I'm going to pray, and then I would like to just do some ministry if you guys are up for it. So Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. Oh, just for your goodness. You are so beautiful and so amazing in all of your ways. You are unchanging, and your love is from everlasting to everlasting. And thank you that you have given us everything that we need for this life and for godliness, Lord, that, that you really have given us everything that we could ask for. And I just ask for you to just come right now. You've already been 
so faithful to show up, but we just welcome you again to do what you want to do, Lord. We just love you and we honor you in this place and we just say, come and have your way. In Jesus' name.